This episode of the New Christendom Daily is taken from a live radio broadcast. There's no scripts. There's no do-overs. There's no cuts. It's just from a live radio show done by a guy with a microphone and a set of earbuds and a radio show who pours his heart, his mind, and his body and soul into one thing, bringing about the New Christendom Daily. There's a story that happened here in uh, the, my hometown in the great city of New Orleans, which used to be the cradle of Catholicism in the Mississippi River Valley the other day. That just kind of shows just how stupid and how, and I do genuinely mean these libtards are stupid. But they think that their stupidity will be excused if they just go woke enough. But it doesn't matter how smart you are. You know, all the wokesters are going to support your stupid little business. So there was uh, three sisters, uh, nuns, who wanted to do a fundraiser uh, to raise money and diapers for women, single women, who are expectant mothers and are doing the right thing. They're going to have their babies. And these sisters work for an outfit that aids and assists the mother uh, during pregnancy and afterwards as well. So they planned a fundraiser, and they invited a bunch of people to come to this place called the Second Line Brewery. Until the Second Line Brewery was besieged, supposedly, by woke tards who demanded that this evil of sisters raising money for children's diapers be vanquished forevermore, never to be seen or heard from in Second Line, uh, the Second Line Brewery. What they did afterwards is just, it, it, it's offensive. But again, the only legal form of religious bigotry that's allowed in the world okay. is to hate on Catholics. It's legal, sanctified, it's sanctioned. You won't get any tr- trouble for it. Uh, and that's what happened. Joe Kite writes at the BigEasyConservative.com. As a matter of fact, he's the founder of it. And that's how I found the story. And uh, Joe is on the telephone on the Dewmaker Hotline here, live from the Big Easy. Joe, good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning. It's great to be here. And in your summary, it was absolutely perfect. Totally spot on. So, so tell us then a, a little bit about. Uh, I kind of gave just the, the the really really broad summary of the story, but Second Line Brewery went even further in their detestable actions. Why don't you just fill our audience in on what they actually did and what they said? Absolutely. Um, as I said, your summary was perfect, that the three nuns had scheduled the event for October 26th, which is this coming Thursday, a week from last night, um, get together with other young Catholics, and so these are beautiful people who are going to be invited there to the brewery. Uh, donate 20 bucks, get a couple beers. If you bring diapers with you, you would get a second chance at the door prize. Okay, that's how benign this event is. And the folks at Second Line Brewery, from what I understand of someone who organized the event, they had approved the promotional materials for the event. Though later they would say that they were regrettably unaware, that's a quote, regrettably unaware of the nature of the event. There's question about whether that's true or not. And so they apparently received some flack from abortionists here in New Orleans. And so they then posted all over social media, 
This is what makes this case very unique. And, um, you know, let's be honest, if, if this were only a question of um, a dispute about abortion, we all probably would never have heard of it because the threshold. Now, there's so much controversy about abortion. So many people have so many opinions. Well, it just would have been one of a great many of those. But they took right. it much further, and they put a statement out all over their social media. And I'm calling it the second line, blue post is my reference for it, because they put out a statement in black text on a distinct blue background. And indeed, Mike, this should become, uh, this statement should be memorialized. This statement should be used and exploited by the pro-life movement as far and wide as it could, because the left, in their own words, has exposed the contradictions, the foolishness of their thought. So for the sake of your listeners, what does this statement say? Okay. <laughs> we recently agreed, <clears throat> excuse me, we recently agreed, These are. this is second line speaking, this is their statement, we recently agreed to host a public event at our brewery, but were regrettably unaware of the nature of the event. When advertisements for the event were brought to our attention, we informed the host that we will no longer be able to offer Second Line Brewing as a venue. Okay, so they've canceled. Operating a neighborhood brewery for the last nine years is more than just making beer. It's about celebrating and supporting our community. As a woman veteran minority-owned business, we stand committed to promoting the principles of diversity, inclusion, and equality. In this situation, we did not uphold these values. And for that, we are deeply sorry. We promise to do better at vetting future events (laughs) and are committed to upholding the values we hold dear. This is problematic. That statement... (laughs) Which was up vetting. So me and you aren't welcome there. We are not. Now, if we wore our beliefs on our sleeve the way a nun in habit does, right? Would they deny us? I mean, and there's been no request for an explanation. There's been no pressure on second line. Like, hey, you know, uh, do you want to revisit this? Can we give you a second chance, dude? <laughs> second <laughs> line needs a second here. chance. You know, can, can, come on, y'all. What do you really mean here? Uh, are Catholics not welcome? Are uh, nuns and their friends not welcome? You know, it's interesting in the interest of diversity, right? If you really want to make your business diverse, have three nuns in habit drinking beer with a lot of their friends under your roof. That's a lot of diversity, right? That's a lot of diversity. <laughs> yeah. When do you see nuns in habit anymore, especially at a brewery with a lot of their friends? Raising money for diapers to give away to young mothers for their newborns. I mean, come on. Now, I did speak to an attorney yesterday, and in her initial look at this, the sad reality, going back to what you said a few minutes ago, is that the legal discrimination, the legal bias, is against Catholics and Christians. If they had written in their statement that you would not be, that you would be vetted based on your race. Customers would be vetted based on their race. Then this would be a civil rights violation. But as it happens, it's probably not. However, consider really the dastardly thing they have done. They have made a presumption of speech about a customer set. 
That's right. If this set of customers come into our venue, we're presuming they will say things. And to preempt that speech, we're going to preempt the customer set. You can't walk in here if you're going to talk about abortion. So is this a question of a betrayal of freedom of religion, an offense towards the freedom of religion of, of, of customers, of freedom of speech, or freedom of free association? Now, again, technically, they're a private business. They can deny anybody they want. But they have the freedom to be decent at second line. And they were not. They have the freedom to be appropriate at Second Line Brewery. And they were not. And they were not. That's right. So it's, it's really quite offensive. It, it takes it to a, a very particular place. This statement, which now, as I said, has been removed, is very problematic. A promise. Let's return to their language. We promise to do better at vetting future events, which means vetting future customers. I mean, to say event and customer is synonymous there. We promise to do better at vetting who comes here based on their speech or their religion. There's no way to interpret that except you're excluded, Mike. You, if they knew your beliefs when you walked in, you would not be welcome. You know, so Joe, what is really, really over the top? Me. Yeah, what is really over the top uh, to me um, uh, about what the second line uh, brewing ha- has done here. This is the same thing, and this is how you and I met. This is the same thing that they did to, to, to Ross McKnight and Backwater Fogwa. Those restaurants made an assumption that because Ross was choosing the month of the Sacred Heart over the month of the Sodomite, that somehow Ross was on some sort of a, a, a crusade or a jihad to go out and find all the homosexuals and, and uh, bisexual, the LGBTQ plus, 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 plus uh, people that he could find and I guess do things that were untoward toward them or whatever. So they, they, they made the assumption and they based it purely and explicitly on the statements that Ross McKnight has made about his religion. Now, if you do this to a Muslim, you wind up in court. You do this to mm-hmm. a Jew and the anti-defamation league comes down you or comes down on you. Mm-hmm. You do this to a Catholic and uh, here's what most people do. And folks, yes, we're supposed to bear the cross. I understand that. Joe Joe Kite of uh, the uh, Big Easy Conservative understands that. No, no one is 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 challenging that. But you know, I read an article at the Imaginative Conservative today called uh, "The Lord is Good, Safe, and Dangerous." You know, and and in it, uh, the author David Devil says the following: Joe, he says, safe spaces are where one is not allowed to say things that contradict the current narratives. In other words, a modern safe space for discourse is one in which students are not allowed to hear thoughts such as men cannot be women and vice versa. Same sexual behavior is not morally okay, and opposite sex sexual behavior is not morally okay outside of marriage. And Jesus is the Lord above all other lords, and the only way to make uh, only way to salvation. All such ideas and many others like them are not allowed to be said because they make people feel unsafe. In other words. What she and I both want, is, says the author, is not a safe space in the modern sense, but an unsafe space 
where people can say things that are actually offensive to modern ears. So what Second Line City Brewery has basically said is that we're not going to give you an unsafe space. We're only going to give you a safe space where only this is allowed to be talked about, and you are not allowed to discuss or even hold the thought that this is wrong. There's something seriously wrong with that, Joe Kite. Right. It's a condition of service. Really? So your speech, or not speaking, is a condition of service. You, your right. event would be welcomed here on the condition that you don't speak the word abortion. Really? I, you know, I'm simply unfamiliar with any business that can do this. Now, again, legally and technically, perhaps. But you know what else, Mike? It's, there's been silence from the archdiocese on this. That's a shame. In, in fact, I got two phone calls day before yesterday from a representative of the archdiocese telling me that they would prefer that I let this go, that I drop No. No, we're not going to do it. Not dropping it. No. And by the and, way, and Joe, t- is- tell the audience, Joe, Joe, Joe called me, sent me a text message, Mike, uh, that I've kind of been asked to stand down on this, but I won't do it. Um, uh, that may endanger our radio interview. And what, what did I say? <laughs> I said, endanger, brother, that makes it all the more better. You said, bring it on. Let's talk about it. Um, I got a call, a woman named Melissa. She didn't give me her surname. Um, she kept referring to Catholic Charities as they. They don't want trouble for the family. So I'm not sure if she was a representative, if she was a lawyer, or if she actually works in Catholic Charities. You would think she would say we would prefer, but she referred to Catholic Charities uh, as they. She she began by saying the Catholic Charities would not like to cause any more trouble for the family that owns Second Line Brewery. She never really explained to me what that meant. I asked. She didn't really explain it. She said they simply want to move forward, find another venue to hold the Pro-Life and Pints event, and just let that be. And uh, she was very forceful in her language. I mean, you know, when somebody speaks to you, we would really prefer, that's how she spoke to me at one point. And uh, I said, ma'am, I, this is why we are losing. Um because <laughs> we right. feed ground to the left, and then we never reclaim it. We never say, that was wrong of you to take it. We're taking it back. And you want me to not complain that this business holds out, you know, writes a statement saying Catholics are not welcome here? I said, no, I can't do that. <laughs> but in all respect to the archbishop, where is his voice? I have been looking all week, unless it's out there and I can't find it. There's been no statement from the Archbishop saying this is wrong, asking for an explanation, defending the faith and the faithful. Shouldn't the Archbishop, I say this respectfully to him, but sir, shouldn't you be out there exploiting this incident to be plain, to expose what goes on in the mind of a leftist, the contradictions they embrace? Inclusion and diversity means that you exclude nuns? That you say Catholics can't come here? Where is the arch, the archbishop's voice on this? Um, I, I look on their Facebook. I have read uh, there's been articles. WWL put an article out about this uh, that Louisiana Right to Life has placed Second Line Brewery on their list of businesses to boycott. The article never mentioned the archbishop. His name was there was there was no reference point. It's like really, 
So uh, I, I'm left at a loss here for why the archdiocese would not use this as a point to emphasize the differences between ourselves. Well, you know, uh, Joe, the, the, you pointed it out, and, and I completely and totally agree with you. This is why we're losing. You, Correct. This is a call for action. Now, that doesn't mean Correct. that you have to go physically do anything to the people that own Second Line Brewing, other than to say, I am a practicing Catholic. I am pro Life, life begins at conception. I love the fact that the, that the sisters have devoted their charism to the care of unwed or hardship mothers who need financial and other assistance. And I completely, uh, because Christ has called me, uh, and we call all Christian denominations to this, uh, um, I, and I, I am in complete solidarity with the mothers who are choosing life. We're not going to judge them on, their, on how they got to that state in life. That's for God to do. But we're in complete solidarity with them and their babies and their future. And then with the entity, uh, the, uh, the Louisiana Right to Life or whoever the sisters, um, whoever it is that, uh, that they owe obedience to, um, and, 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 their, and their charitable works, we're in complete solidarity with them. And we will not allow, because this was done publicly, they publicly scandalized the sisters. They publicly scandalized the mother who chose to keep her baby, kind of implying you should have killed him. We, then you wouldn't need any diapers. So, no. this, can, under, this Yes. But this aggression will not stand, it. man. Well, if the event had been a Planned Parenthood event, you think they'd have canceled it? No. <laughs> they'd have no. advertised it. They'd have promoted it. They'd have been proud of themselves for hosting that event. They'd have been thrilled. And and yet, three nuns in habit can't can't go there for some beers with their friends and have a conversation together. It, it, it's really appalling. And in fact, I have uh, started a give send go. And the way that I hope that we will protest this is to just deluge access pregnancy centers with donations and diapers. I'm going to be there out there. I'm setting up a table across the railroad tracks from the front of Second Line Brewery on Thursday night. I'm going to be out there from 5 to 7, the time that the original event was scheduled. I'm going to be out there across the street, and I'm going to have stacks of diapers on the table. And that's going to be my way of, I'll be honest here, sticking it to them. And saying, <laughs> look, you're, you're, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Now, maybe you'll think you'll win. And indeed, Michael, let's be honest, the nature of this business, if we do boycott them, and yes, we do, obviously, we do boycott them, but the nature of the business, would I go to this brewery more than maybe once or twice a year? You know what I mean? They wouldn't know I'm not there. Mm. But they will know I'm there if I'm across the street when this event was scheduled, and I've got a stack of diapers on a table, and I'm just present. I'm witnessing. I'm saying your anti-Catholic bigotry is not okay. It's wrong of you to presume speech among your customers. It's wrong for you to rush to social media to deliberately put out a statement apologizing to the abortionists that you almost accidentally held an event with three Catholic nuns. Their apology was to the abortionists, not to the nuns. That's right. Their apology was, oh my gosh, we almost allowed those people in here. Oh, we're so sorry. We're going to do better not to do that next time. I mean, this is bonkers. And the pro-life movement, I say this with complete humility, but please, everybody, pick up on this blue post, what I call the blue post. Pick up on it. Make it viral. Show everybody. Everybody gets it. 
everybody can look at that and say, huh, diversity, inclusion, equality, by kicking these women out? Where's the equality of kicking these women out because they were going to have some beers with their friends and talk about diapers and abortion? I mean, come on. <laughs> this was a benign event that they escalated and they elevated to a completely offensive event. They've promised to vet you, Mike. They've promised to exclude you if they know your values. Well, they don't have to worry about it because I'll exclude myself (laughs) from now on. Okay, Uh, you can find Joe uh, Joe Kite hiding in plain sight on Substack, thebigeasyconservative.substack.com. Or if you can't remember that or find that, you can find my Substack, thekingdude.com. Click on the Recommendations tab, and you you will see that I have recommended the Big Easy Conservative and uh, and Joe Kite. Joe, um, I, if I can, I will come Thursday, and I will I will join you. Um, I hope Ross puts the call out to the La Nouvelle Louisiana, uh, the Louisiana, the the Nouvelle Vendée, uh, the group that he started after he was social justice warrior and woke to, uh, and and canceled. You know, he calls himself canceled farmer now um uh, and yes where would you prefer people uh, go to find out about this or or, or maybe kick in uh, 10 bucks for some diapers you know i i would ask please uh, come to come over to my Substack as you just as you just articulated you'll see an article that says donate to access pregnancy center there's some links in there click on that you'll be taken to the uh, give send go page um if you do go straight to give send go Look at us under the category of adoption. Adoption is the category I listed this. Look for access pregnancy centers. And please donate. We've raised a few hundred bucks. I've got till next Thursday. Let's get it to over a thousand or something. Let's really just deluge these people with our love and support. You know, what the left loves to do is they love to mischaracterize us, then judge us based on their mischaracterization. They, they uh, reserve to themselves the right to describe us. But then they misdescribe us and they mischaracterize us. And one of the ways they do that is they say, oh, those conservatives, they don't care about the babies after they're born. Well, that's not true. Everybody does care about the baby. As you said, nobody's judging the mom and how she got there, but we're here to help. And so let's help. And let's really register our dissatisfaction with what Second Line Brewery did by standing up on the other side, on the side of goodness. Let's support those babies. With donations and diapers. Come on out there with a pack of diapers, put it on the table alongside me, and we're going to stand there and witness to what Second Line Brewery did, to their presumption, to their bigotry, their anti-Catholic bigotry, their anti-Christian bigotry, their, their bigotry towards Catholic nuns in habit. I mean, come on. This, this simply is un-American. It's improper and it's indecent. I can I completely and wholeheartedly agree, and I will be mentioning it on my broadcast next week, maybe next Thursday uh, uh, morning. We'll have you back on, uh, and we'll get an update on it. How's that sound? We'll get an update and a reminder to everybody to come out, and, and I really appreciate that. I look forward to that. Thank you for this conversation and for spreading this news about this event. It's really an important one. It's really quite unique and special because of the Blue Post statement. It does take it to a whole other place, and we all need to be aware of it. I'll conclude with this if I can. It was not that long ago here in New Orleans that if a business did this, they would have dried up in four days. They would have had employees walk out. 
everyone would have been appalled. Wait, you've denied service to three nuns? Huh? I'm not going to work for you. No. <laughs> and so it raises the question on the Catholicity of this city anymore. How Catholic is New Orleans anymore? That the Archbishop not very much. said anything? Not very much. That people all over the city haven't come together and said, no, you can't do that. Is New Orleans now an uncatholic or an anti-Catholic city? Mm-hmm. I think we have to say it's not. And we have to be there present with our, with our donations and diapers, man. That's how we're going to do it. <laughs> so all right, Joe. It. Help these newborns. All okay. right, sir. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you very much. I wish the best to everybody. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. God bless. Um, that's uh, Joe Kite there uh, from. Uh, remember, the website is the Big Easy Conservative dot substack dot com. I'm sure Maggie has it in the chat room. You can find it in today in the tr- uh, transcript for today's program. And I met Joe through Ross. So doesn't realize his little stand. You, and you know how Ross, uh, how the cancel farmer got started on all this. He bought. A Celebrate Humility Month sign from me. He brought it to the farmer's market in Covington. He put it up at his table. His wife, Dorothy, took a picture, because people like him pictures, of Ross standing next to the Celebrate Humility, proudly standing next to the Celebrate Humility Month sign at his table at the Covington, Louisiana, farmer's market. They put it on their Facebook page. They linked to our website for people that wanted to go buy it. And they put it on, the, I'm sorry, they put it on their Instagram, on the uh, Backwater Fogoy Instagram page, and saying that we're celebrating, we're proud to celebrate the month of the Sacred Heart. <laughs> and that's how the restaurants in New Orleans found out that Ross was a Catholic bigot, and that he needed to be canceled, and we weren't going to buy any more Fogoy from him. And, uh, you know, this landed him on Fox News. He was with he did an interview with Michael Matt. He did one with John Henry Weston. This is how he met uh, Joe Kite. Of the, uh, the, uh, Joe interviewed him for the Big Easy Conservative. You know, I already knew Ross. Um, uh, but this is kind of like what spurred him. In it. And, and, you know, they, his give, gets, give, gets, uh, give, give, send, go. Give, send, go. Good Lord, Mike. This is how uh, he was, basically, they raised $110,000 on that page. But I can tell you, he's still living the life of a pedestrian poor farmer. You know what he did with, 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 I can tell you what he did with at least some of the money. He held a conference launching the New Vendée, La La Bonnière Louisianes. The flag behind me, Ross paid or worked with our, our beloved um, uh, Norman Fauché. That's Norman's artwork behind me, that flag. And I told Ross, I'm taking it to the studio in Madisonville, and we're going to make that a backdrop for our studio in Madisonville as well. Uh, so Ross is taking this not lying down. He's taking this like, you're not going to do this. You did it to me. You're not going to. I'm going to fight you if you try to do it to other people. And that's how he met Joe. You see how the Holy Ghost, the paraclete's always working, man. And he's certainly working for young Ross McKnight.